Hi everyone, this is a preview of a two-hour-long episode uh, available in full on our Patreon, patreon.com slash artandlabor. If you love the show, we would really appreciate your support. It's just $5 to get all of the bonus episodes, and the $15 level gets you bonus physical goods as well. If you can't afford it, but maybe you pay for some other more popular media outlets, um, DM me and I'll, I'll help you find a way around those paywalls so uh, you could support us instead because um, we, we deserve it and uh, we love you and um, thank you and enjoy the show. My friend husband has a sub stack and I don't know how to subscribe to it or something but you you pay for a newsletter basically yeah it's actually not that I don't think it's a great service I don't Mm -hmm. I don't find it intuitive I think an RSS feed is way better but I guess an RSS feed is always better how is it remaking it well it's because um Aaron Schwartz was involved in RSS and that's why it had to be destroyed and yeah yeah well, he's, yeah. they also talk about him in the something, it came from something awful book, which I, I think I, I do recommend it. It's on script that. That sounds, um, I, I really that sounds like a really cool book. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so, oh yeah. So Substack is, so Tiny Letter is another one of you, one of these newsletter services, but doesn't have, doesn't support paying any paid features. You know, Patreon is mostly, is, you know, different, whatever. So Substack you're supposed to have more control over your subscriber lists, lists that Patreon gives you and have the feature of getting paid. And then, the, so, sub, so yeah, you can subscribe to like free Substacks. I, I rerouted my email. I don't, I don't think I really pay for any of them. Um, I rerouted my email so that all my Substacks get put in a folder and it just hit 100 I don't think anyone's reading these newsletters. Like, I'll read some, but there's just so many. It's there's like a, a boom. And yeah, supposedly people are paying for them. It's be, It had a reputation of like, is this the new face of media? And it's like, no. Well, I guess it is. But like, is it, it's not, like, not going to help anything. It's not very sustainable. Yeah. I mean, it's like, can it can only... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you act you know anyway yeah like how do you so um subsects uh their uh mod, business model was you know courting these already established writers and okay. whisking them away so like vultures hunter harris has one and which is you know great but then a lot of them skewed to these like really conservative things because of the, you know, what we were just talking about of like this outrage, whatever. So it's like Glenn Greenwald. Who else? A lot I mean, of Matt Iglesias. Yes. Looking oh, my gosh. Oh, and it's, six, it's like at least six figures plus healthcare. They'll set you up with editors, which is very oh, similar, shit. you would think, to like any any fucking like media publishing platform. job yeah. like like yeah. like a job right. for a public for a publication um which is funny because okay. those jobs don't exist really very much anymore because um, they got disrupted they yeah so subsect's disrupting and yeah they're disrupting it yeah but it's temporary the con the contracts are temporary so and, mm-hmm. that's that's the shoe that's gonna drop 
and so but this information i guess some information of, of it is new like i think the hard facts about how much they were being paid and stuff oh there's also a great uh what's her name she's dr sarah oh, i should find it who was critical of substack and got a lot of uh shit for it uh yeah dr sarah, sarah Tabor, is it dr sarah t roberts was uh tweeting this was maybe a few weeks ago before there was this wave of anti-substack and for some reason she got hit with a lot of blowback of like liz bruning and stuff like that saying who also i believe has a substack it's basically sarah's point was that substack is a company like any other We've done. We've been down this road before, where Twitter's going to set us free, Facebook's going to, everyone's going to set us free. Oh, what mm-hmm. a great disruption! Mm-hmm. But really, they are only out for their own self-interest. Uh, we don't know what the effects to the the media landscape this will be. You know, just the same. You know, this this very, which I you know agree with and support it. Um, but the people that she was talking about were all you know, the people who were courted to Substack. So they have these big followings. They have these these armies of people that have nothing to do but defend Matt Iglesias and Glenn Greenwald. So she somehow got into this whole Twitter thing. What I thought was a pretty safe point to say, which is like, we can't trust Substack. Um, Absolutely, yeah. The the weird thing... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know, you... Yeah, I mean... Glenn, who fashions himself as like a free speech warrior and like an independent, like is then like basically being an attack dog for his paycheck. Like it's yeah. no different than like being a corporate shill for for any other media corporation at that point. Like it, it that's that's what's funny about the people who are like duped into thinking like people like Greenwald that like are gen are like a hundred percent genuine in this principle. It's, it's obviously mutable in some way. Like this is what gets me about like free speech warriors every single fucking time, because there is always a line. There is a hundred percent always a line. There is no true mm-hmm. freedom, true free speech. Like there, it doesn't exist like <laughs> yeah go to eight chan look what happened the, you, you can't yeah the <laughs> i was also looking into uh what liz pelly was talking about a few episodes ago uh the cryptophagia newsletter mm-hmm. um that liz and jen pelly have is hosted on substation which i was looking into this morning uh because of what seeing why somehow the subsect stuff reached a critical mass where people will be getting are, are leaving it and are trying to find other places for their newsletters. Um, there is a thread going through all of the other options. Sub, substation though, the, what seems to be the most DIY option. I really liked this quote the creator said, which was like substation. It was like, unfortunately substation can only uh, support paid subscriptions it's not, you know, but just because the technology, they haven't worked it out yet, but that mm-hmm. they as a service are trying to shift away from pl- publishing platforms at all. Like they're like, our goal is that you do not ask the question, where should I publish my newsletter, whatever, 
album thing. So this exact question of like people are like, where should we go? Should we go to like something called like Ghost or whatever? I don't know. So I haven't seen very many people shouting out this service substation, which is open source. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, yeah, Jen and Liz are on it. Like they just started it like because like it's it seemed like the two of them wanted to start a newsletter for a long time, but also like are very critical of these platforms. I mean, I remember when we started Art and Labor, we were like, we want to try, we want to be on like the the best one like what is the best one right now and it, it doesn't yeah. really exist because yeah. the one we we thought was more independent like then got like folded or su- something or it got subsumed into kickstarter and then like yeah. dissolves <laughs> i was and- a part of that too oh yeah. my gosh i had like nothing to post on that platform i'm so the tweet i just want to tweet the direct quote i mean read read the direct quote of the tweet a lot of people ask me about Substation HQ and if it's right for them. Each time I feel weird saying it only supports paid newsletters right now because I didn't build it to encourage paid newsletters. I built it to help avoid the scam of paid newsletter platforms. Right. I I feel very confused by... <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Okay. Let me simplify it. But, like, it's just the same thing as like Twitter. Like We all signed up for Twitter and now we're stuck in this terrible loop where we can't leave can well, we it's like the like if you want to do a newsletter can you not just send an email with like 50 blind carbon copy yeah that you can't is, that's the thing is, yeah is that only what you do if you're like living in 2004 People I, no, do that. you can you can do it that way too. It's I, it's just like the benefits of having all of the the audience together at once, and then you you don't have to like publish multiple times. I guess is like the point. Like, I mean, to, also to me, paid. yeah. To to me, I would just like for people who can't afford it, I'd put them on a different list and send it right. twice. But yeah, I I don't. Oh, I don't that's quite. actually a simple, effective yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems to be like the I think the what? point is like like substation is just like helping people have an open source payment processor. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. most oh, yeah. most yeah. of yeah. these like Patreon, like why is people just put their fucking newsletters on Patreon? There's already or just Patreon. PayPal. I think or, I was a part of some Patreon <laughs> newsletters. And then I had to cancel all my subscriptions, I think because I got Yeah, broke. I mean I I follow a lot of like artists, like yeah like cartoonist people who like you know back in the day you would have your little web comic and maybe get ad revenue <laughs> like some yeah sometimes or sell, or sell merch yeah i mean so, and, yeah yeah that still happens it's just like um now i mean especially without conventions there's actually all these different snafus that people are running into um yeah the, like the group that I work with, Festival Workers, we actually just like reactivated and have like a new open letter that's like going. We'll drop the link. Yeah, everybody yeah. Can check it out, especially if you're in in comics or illustration. Uh, yeah, basically this the the it's against like the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, which has just become this like very useless 
like bloat bloated org that like you it used to like maybe be useful for free again free speech first amendment type like my right to, to draw a fucked up comic like which is like sure rudy giuliani that, being himself <laughs> yeah yeah right that 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 is that is important like censorship is important but in in the age of the internet is it even possible to do censorship really is it i would say no be like i don't think it is because if, if you you can you can that's like kind of the difference between like deplatforming and censoring to me mm. like um like a government can um can censor something from a platform and and like whatever um but in the age of the internet there's a thousand platforms and you could right. just post I mean, it somewhere else it's similar to how the recently reported situation of Sheryl Sandberg at Facebook uh, when questioned whether Facebook was going to censor the YPG uh, yeah the, let's see uh, from Turkey wrote back like all clear like sounds good to me and like you know willingly <laughs> flippantly agreed to censor this entire thing from Tur and it's still censored yeah. in Turkey yeah, Jesus yeah, no. They they they're picking sides. That's what you know. The yeah. unaccountable governing entities, you know, the mm -hmm. legal yeah. legal scholars Efri Teachout has talked about with with Glenn Greenwald. Actually, I lo I loved that interview. I thought it was great. Like, don't, so do not have to come for me. Like I'm like just because Glenn uh can doesn't it you know doesn't really might might be a transphobe might you know certainly might be a transphobe and a lot of like this stuff with with these like guys on the right seem to be like do you know a trans person like have you talked yeah. to a trans person or are you just like old man yelling at cloud of like you know young like like 20 something yeah. trans yeah. kids yeah. like who well, are having a bad time on twitter as well like you yeah. know because like, well, i know people like that in in real life and you have yeah. to like <laughs> it seems much more likely to be that but it's i mean it's still yeah. but it's almost like if he's causing more of a ripple effect than just some random person well, who, he, who is an out transphobe but like he's also I mean? directing a lot of harassment campaigns against just like journalists usually women right. I remember yeah. making fun of him and then like just really flippant like really this dumb thing like I, like truly minor whatever and i had like maybe five people immediately tweeting at me and i was like oh no oh he does he has an <laughs> army and i was like oh god he has an army but the uh, one thing one, one last thing i want to say about substack is yeah like you can just send emails there is like some weird there's like there are laws related to who you can contact and that thing but if you're on if you're dealing with like a large base i just think that people are going to these flat like you need something to like hug you and say that you're not just sending emails to people who don't read them, which is, you know, usually the case, like to be held and hugged by a platform that is like, we're here for you and your words. Cause we care. Like, you know, the way that you could maybe make a zine and like have it exist on your computer or print it out, you know, like bolster 
that. Or like the zine could get published in a larger thing. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, but still exist as like the zine. It like, publishing is really fucking weird. So like, <laughs> I will say, like, I would I would appreciate standards. I would appreciate like I I think the structure it is like I'm not saying like the existing journalistic structures are are uh, ideal, um, but I think that having um, like having maybe like news cooperatives like or like news like um, yeah news platforms that like uh, uh, like. Like, I think there is something to, like, oh, there are standards and practices to journalism that, like, we all adhere to. And, like, we all did get this degree and we went to school to do this. Like, it. Like, a certification it, of just, like, we're all on the same. <laughs> like, we all, we have, we've read the terms of service, maybe. Is that what you mean? Or, like, to, to me, it's like people need to be at least, like, delineated, like, like if all these platforms are trying to like kind of standardize and, and regulate the very least should, should be clearly labeling this is journalism mm -hmm. this is opinion yes and and the fact that that has gotten like completely fucking off the rails um let alone is spawn, con. <laughs> spawn yeah, con yeah yeah, well, yeah. right uh, yeah and, and and like i i think um Glenn people like Glenn overcorrect about like such and such is um a government plant or an op um or uh, all of these things like I I get why like <laughs> I get why because like all of these big platforms like nothing like at least in in England, they know, or in the UK in general, I guess, they know that, like, the BBC is the government's line. Like, it is, mm. like, in a way, like, there because it has public funding, it has some sort of, like, actual government accountability. And, like, people, when, when people, like, think about, like, China or whatever, and they're, they're like, oh, it's so authoritarian- it's only government media, blah, blah, blah. It's, it just means it's like, it's regulated. It has some sort of fucking regulation. And then there, there could still be independent media, but then at least people could like differentiate the two. Cause right now it's like, um, we have like these different, like sort of mouthpieces for the state coming out of, everywhere coming out of the the you know oh, coming I out think of the it's like almost the the problem is is the opposite here where it's like that they're uh like what would like the government itself is just kind of a, a hodgepodge or like stitching together of different corporate interests and so right. it's uh and and so the government shapes itself around those opinions that are then also being relayed to them on like on the people CNN have been like completely whatever. removed from every process like you know yeah, in, well, yeah, in the yeah, united yeah. states yeah. Yeah. yeah like there's 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we have no real representation. Recourse. And yeah. I think the media landscape reflects that perfectly in, yeah. in the United States because it is like all sort of like fending for ourselves and like, you know, having these performative fucking fights um, between like, the, my favorite thing is like the the kind of new obsession with uh, professional managerial class um, <laughs> coming coming from professional managerial class people like it's like I, I, yeah. it's like the type like and it just feels like so we got the people who are maybe maybe their families have like ties to the working class and they feel like that make that gives them a pass or something. And it's like, no, you kind of actually like have to talk to like if you're gonna do the the Matt Taibbi mm -hmm. thing of like I talk to people and they want this like okay why yeah. don't I hear from that guy then right like, this exactly. guy that you're describing yeah. why don't you put him on the mic and have him tell it because like that's like the the strength of like the the more like deep dive journalistic work that like this is journalism mm -hmm. this is opinion you know yeah not anecdotally <laughs> they told me this and i believe them well it's also in that like you know someone's full of shit when they start talking about like oh my like my mom grew up in a poor house or you know like right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she worked her way up the ladder yeah, yeah i knew somebody who was like you know his his dad grew up in Soviet Poland, which was not fun, I'm sure. But then, you know, escaped communism after he'd been given a world-class education as a physicist and like, and, but it was like, you're a dude from Long Island. Like this, none of, none mm -hmm. of his life has anything to do with yeah. you. <laughs> the, yeah. Like the jockeying for, for some sort of for status yeah. to be yeah. able to say so. Wait, oh, it's identity politics, and yeah. the left does it yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Who fucking knew? It's so pervasive. Wow. That's why I, I've said this before, but when people write someone off as like, oh, they're just a rich kid, it's like, so, like, don't. I, oh, I am I saying wanna... that you can do that now. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm fine, but, but I'm just like, when someone is just like, you go deeper. Like, not everyone who is bad is rich, and not everyone who is rich is making a bad argument in that moment. You know, right, where it's yeah. just like, mm -hmm. if someone's being uh, bad on the timeline, and people are like, oh, look at this rich girl. I don't think it's that helpful when they're not, when they're not rich, it just blows your argument away. Anyway. Right. You're my, yeah, it's, no, it's, channel, it, it's channeling trauma. Like, and I think mm -hmm. that other types of marginalized people, I think people who like grew up poor or really understand it or, or, or like, you know, maybe, maybe didn't grow up poor, but are, are like object in, in poverty now or like just totally downwardly mobile or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I think like people are project like the worst onto, onto folks. Like I, I, I feel like, you know, I guess speaking to this, like as a trans person, I can be like, it helps me to, to write, people off if they have like some awful opinion i'm like mm -hmm. oh it's because they're cis and like they're awful and like, <laughs> like you know of course it's like this type of person because this this and this like but then 
you lose the larger structural critique that's because exactly. maybe yeah. because maybe that person like um what was upsetting to you or was a bad actor to you or maybe even maybe even was abusive to you mm-hmm. but you can't ignore that they are also a victim of the larger system mm-hmm. like it we all are a victim of the larger system and like the people who we're thinking of as rich quote unquote we're not talking about the actual ruling class mm-hmm. we're we're all fighting amongst ourselves when people call someone the one percent that's in like a social circle or like like a social circle enough to just know their name that's not the one percent <laughs> yeah i think people are, are also like kind of conflating i don't know maybe you could speak to this like um blue blue check um yeah. discrimination or <laughs> but, <laughs> it's hard it's that... hard facing yet another form of oppression <laughs> with my filtered notifications <laughs> <laughs> but I think like so, some something is like flipping like people are understandably upset with both the government and mm-hmm. the news for just like not Completely. having a clear delineation on anything and like these particular thinking about COVID and how it's like they say one thing and then they say the next thing and it doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. to anybody but like people are starting to like kind of take that out on like the nearest um the the nearest most successful thing to them or like the most like mm-hmm. um blue check. like manager almost to them like when they're like oh you have a blue check therefore uh you're this this and this you must be a rich kid you must be this you must have come from this or like whatever or like i feel like every oppressed group does that um, in some way where it's like oh of course it's because you're this that's why yeah Wait, <laughs> it's I like reverse yeah. it's like uh, re- reverse identity politics or something no I think <laughs> it's like actually even uh, even like with political identities like I, I had a really uh, like I felt like I was being a dick when when I was saying it but I still kind of believe it somebody I had spoken to was talking about like the, the fact of like understanding and knowing like Marxist theory, basically, mm-hmm. like the more you know about it, the more you automatically are doing the things like being more involved in the movement. And I, I was kind of like, that's a super dangerous way to think, honestly, because you're, you're one, you're not anticipating your enemy understanding what you're doing. And it's like, there are plenty of super smart capitalists, you know. There's a lot of they're, they're done really, in some ways, but like I think the and, really smart capitalists have read Marx. Frankly. Well, yeah, that's I mean th- yeah. there, but even like there are very smart liberals who understand your texts, you know, just that they don't and it but it's also a problem because it creates this um uh this this problem where then you think that, okay, A is B, therefore B is A. And so you can end up, especially this happens, this is like most obvious with like um, evangelical Christian uh, culture where, or like prosperity culture, but it's this this idea that like, um, that it's not consumerist when I do skincare because I am, you know? (laughs) And, uh, uh, but that can happen with political identities too um yeah de- it, yeah definitely like 
yeah i yeah i guess we do we we do talk about this a lot how it's people are constantly having the same battle and that's why it's almost like yeah people need to stop giving so much um like weight to the left media figures because that's not mm -hmm. like really where stuff is actually happening um it's to to me it's all like different sections of this of the middle class like fighting amongst themselves and they're like you're you're part of you're part of this more you're part of this more right. privileged end of the middle class no you are and that's what yeah. like sort of i mean by like you are a transphobe you are a fucking and and you are a, a rich kid or an op or whatever like um it, it some like not saying like not saying that there aren't transphobes and aren't ops like there's both there's absolutely both um but how likely is it that somewhat some random person that you just don't you have a bad feeling about is feeding information to the fbi <laughs> I mean, this—that's the thing. We're like any any time we're on Twitter, we're feeding information to the FBI. So yeah, you've got to like think about it more, more structurally, like with with this stuff. Whereas, like, I guess with like with transphobia, it's kind of true too that like the the dominant American culture anyway is like pretty naturally transphobic and systemically mm -hmm. transphobic as well. So it shouldn't be surprising if somebody is like, um, you know, really har like harboring a lot of transphobic thoughts like that is on it. Like it sucks, but or it's like, like accidentally is like falling into internalized transphobia and once recognized is like, Oh my God, Holy shit. Whoops. Like, like whoops. happens all the time. Whoops, yeah. whoops is very time. flippant, but like someone who is who tries to fight for the right side, that that's like a that's yeah. And that's it why happens. the the honestly these PMC fucking like uh, left wing media people on the on the Glenn Greenwald side of things who want to reach the Tucker Carlson people who by the way are also fucking pmc like they're all <laughs> like the, the tucker carlson people are not the working class like right, in yeah. in america they're the ford f-150s they're fucking yeah. not like i Wait, mean it's like when they itemized the capital rioters and it was like a real estate agent real estate agent yeah. business owner <laughs> that's that's pmc as well like that's like you know it maybe it's not exactly professional managerial some of it is professional some of it's managerial um but some well, like some farmers. of it's some of it's labor aristocracy some of it's farmers in the united states who get huge amount of subsidies yeah. you know all of these these sort of things that have just been like completely sub like subsidized like small business owners of stupid shit that get like a shitload of subsidies like even if they're not doing great or whatever, um, you know, that's, that's what their reps are. That's what the Republican reps are for. They're like, they're 
protecting of like um of of this other type of money it's like the democrats kind of protect like some of the like new money or and the mm-hmm. republicans protect the old money i mean that's flattening of course there's or some it's like both, industry but... by industry but i think yeah. it's like yeah the the where i always get frustrated with it this infighting that that yeah you're talking about is like um like we just gotta organize fruit pickers guys like they're because that's the other thing where like there's there's this uh courting of these different i think yeah like uh industries that are not super necessary to like organize the working class because there's just a limited number of people who like um own their own like lighting business for example no. um, <laughs> for people who yeah i mean limited number of farmers and and it's sometimes also why I get frustrated with like people dunking on different types of the left, like on anarchists, on MLMs, da, da, da. and it's like, guys, like, you know, that like fruit pickers are basically enslaved. Like yeah. we just like, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's why I think like this stuff at Amazon is so important um, in Bessemer because like that is the thing that we need to be thinking about. Those are the kinds of like the the shittiest kinds of jobs working in an Amazon warehouse. Like those jobs are everywhere. And those are the people who make every single thing on this planet mm-hmm. go. Yeah, like you know? if you're if you're already going to be fighting within like a reformist fucking um uh like electoral standpoint if you're already like coming from it like okay uh these like corporate media companies like kind of sway the way the elections go and the elections the reforms that happen through the elections it like they they have like a very pessimistic view about like their theory of change at that point it's not um it's it's not a more like okay what are the actual like sites of production um, mm-hmm. oh it's um, it's a lot of like undocumented labor and prison labor okay so how do we and I mean fight? that's like part of yeah why like why it was so important to destroy unions in the United States like globalization being a part of that <clears throat> but then it also is why like most of most of the American like manufacturing is, is more in like IP. Um, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at this point, yeah. So, so you're saying like, yeah, at this point, like, yeah, we, we have a lot of um, like, technology sort of like that's kind of what we're importing at this point and 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 intellectual property and we don't yeah we're like losing a lot of like the old school like unionized industrial labor i think it's that like people don't identify somebody i was talking with some people about this last night and that they they don't identify as workers they identify as consumers um 
Mm-hmm. And so then like a union feels like a service or a college feels like a service um, and instead of like, own it. well, then it's also like, where is then your political power? If it's as a consumer, then it's probably in the electoral sense, right? Because you're right. voting for influence over and then maybe you can yell at them to do what you want. And uh in, instead of saying like oh wait i work on a bridge like <laughs> <laughs> me and my homies could like yeah stop picking up trash yeah to me the, the yeah to me the consumerist sort of like reach reach people with these ideas to like slip them into electoral politics is not sustainable whether you're trying to sneak it into the republicans or Mm -hmm. sneak it into the democrats it's just neither way is is sustainable and it's going it's going to be like a much harder confrontation um that that needs to happen and maybe like these more educated like lefty media folks like don't want to have that con- confrontation because it's dangerous and it, and it and it could get really dangerous really really fast and maybe they're pretty comfortable like th- this is like it reminds me of my contrapoints critique like right like she's kind of like a little too like yeah i'm a champagne socialist so what and i'm like there's some so what there is some so what <laughs> we could pick apart there's there. There's something like, we could talk about there. Yeah. Like uh, I get it. Like I I I get it. Like it it would be nice if if we could just like stay at the current like standard of living that you know we're co- accustomed to mm-hmm. but obviously um what we're accustomed to is not sustainable so something's yeah. something's going to happen it's just are we gonna f- feel it or is somebody else going to feel it and who's gonna right. be holding the bag yeah like the the champagne of this champagne socialist comes at the exploitation of the global south exactly yeah and and, right and the fact uh-huh. that like like the, the, that contrapoints hasn't really done a anti-imperialist kind of video mm-hmm. um i think is a little telling like I, I don't think, know if any of them have. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, yeah. I don't who, know if Philosophy Tube or Thoughts Slime maybe has. I could see. Yeah, I think that yeah, having uh, some probably, yeah. big overarching anti-imperialist ones would be good. Maybe or maybe Sean. Maybe I'm wrong. There's probably is. There's but... gotta be like a couple. I right into. Art and labor, P.O. box. Sorry. <laughs> I, I would appreciate more focus on that. I mean, that is what I like about True and On, actually, is that they mm-hmm. do yeah. they they do have like um a like a more like a little more of a like global um perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they're and they're very influenced by like Radio War Nerd, which like that's mm-hmm. their whole thing. Um and and yeah whenever they do get to politics like that's i think that's like maybe the larger thing is like um we we feed the out 
we feed the outrage machine. We feed the outrage machine, whether it's like calling out transphobes, which is important, um, or whatever. That's all that's all like a part of the culture war. My approach, like like my approach with like now that like Jesse Signal has like a podcast and is like doing the rounds on all on all these lefty media things i'm like okay when are you gonna have some fucking trans leftists on like because there are plenty of them and they would be great on your show and where trans where have they been in your area are dying yeah. <laughs> to meet you like if we're gonna do this like anti-cancel culture like i platform whoever i want mm-hmm. okay right. how how often have you had a trans person on your show like right. yeah and that isn't that you're not putting on the cover of the atlantic by outing them that whole, well, <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> god i Ugh. mean because that's the like that's the the thing too like that's that is journalism like like that was jesse signal talking to trans people but then just like completely misrepresenting facts mm-hmm. like and that can happen too with journalism. That's yeah, what makes yeah. people not trust it even more. <laughs> yeah, like bad journalism is still journalism. It's still a thing. And, and I think like it, it like that when these the super mainstream sites or places uh, do that, then it encourages people who are otherwise saying truthful things to be able to be like, well, you know, I have the correct opinion, therefore. I don't need like, or, you know, you think the New York times isn't biased and making weird false claims all the time. And it's like that, but like you, (laughs) you gotta be better than the New York times. If you want people to like, trust you, be best. I don't, I don't get like why we're like, okay, like this, like, or not we, God, not we, <laughs> but like, like Glenn Greenwald being like, yeah, this person is a plant from this and this and this. Um, I'm Here's the, you know, the canceled Jesse signal who wrote a cover story for the Atlantic. Right. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, <laughs> this person has been canceled, been deplatformed. He can only get published in the Atlantic on the cover. The Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.